baby bus. Around the world in eighty days. Episode twenty. Fog the pursuer. We'll reach the military camp soon. If the train doesn't stop now, it'll be too late. Passepartout desperately gripped the coupling connecting the locomotive and the carriages, and he pulled with all his might. He was exerting so much strength, his chubby face turned crimson, and the blood vessels on his neck popped outward. Oh dear! The grip is too strong. It's impossible to pull out the coupling on my own. Just then, the train turned a corner along the track. The carriages shook violently, and the coupling popped apart with the shock of the movement. The locomotive and the carriages were finally separated. The locomotive sped ahead with increasing speed, while the carriages gradually rolled to a stop. Success! Finally! Passepartout was so exhausted he was about to collapse. He released his hold and lay on the tracks, panting. Mr. Fogg and the others were still engaged in a fierce battle with the terrifying Indians. The loud sounds of gunshots could be heard in the military camp nearby. Huh? What's that sound? Sounds like gunshots. Are the Indians robbing trains again? Come on, let's go take a look. The soldiers in the military camp grabbed their weapons and rushed out. In the train carriages, the Indian chief fired at the first carriage. The tribesmen beside him suddenly turned pale as he pulled on his chief's sleeve. He trembled as he said, "Chief Manny!" The chief glared scornfully. Manny, what? As a glorious Indian, you should remain calm and composed in the face of any situation. Hearing this, the Indians in the train started praising him loudly. Wow, the chief is really the bravest person in our tribe. Look how composed he is, how calm. He's really our idol. The chief was delighted, but when he looked outside, he cried out in fear. Oh no! So many soldiers! Chief, be calm. Calm? Are you kidding? Retreat! Retreat! Before he had finished speaking, he turned around, shot out the train window, and jumped toward the horses outside. He intended to land on the back of a horse, but he was too flurried, and he missed his target, smashing into the backside of the horse instead. Splat! He fell heavily to the ground. Ouch! My bottom! The chief was rubbing his hurt bottom when he suddenly realized there was someone hiding underneath the train. He looked carefully and saw that it was a chubby man with messy hair. It was none other than Passepartout. So it's you! Come get him! Hearing the order, a few Indians crawled underneath the train and dragged Passepartout out. Passepartout struggled desperately. Let me go! If I hadn't used up all my strength, I'd beat you to a pulp. Still so stubborn? I am going to let you have it. The chief laughed coldly and mounted the horses with his followers. Later, they galloped wildly into the distance like the wind, vanishing in the vast snowy fields in a flash. In all the commotion, many passengers had been hurt, but fortunately, nobody had fatal wounds.
When the Indians fled, the passengers got off the train and did a head count. They discovered three people were missing, and Passepartout was one of them. Apparently, the Indians had captured them before they left. Mr. Fogg, do you think Passepartout will... will... Lady Aouda grabbed Mr. Fogg's arm tightly, tears flowing down her face. He won't die. As long as we don't delay, he won't die. Mr. Fogg's eye was as sharp as a knife. He had already decided to rescue Passepartout, even if it cost him everything. A dozen meters away from Mr. Fogg, the captain of the military camp was organizing his soldiers for defense. You, patrol the nearby areas. Yes, sir. You, go back and guard the camp. Watch out for sneak attacks from the Indians. Yes, sir. Mr. Fogg walked over with quick steps and said to the captain, Captain, we're missing three passengers. I hope you can arrange for some soldiers to rescue them. The captain swept his eyes across Mr. Fogg's face quickly. I can't leave the camp entrusted to me by my superiors to pursue those Indians. But nothing is more important than a human life. The soldiers under me are also human lives. All right, I'll do it myself. Mr. Fogg didn't say another word, but simply turned and walked away coldly. What? He wants to pursue so many people on his own. The captain was flabbergasted. He began to size Mr. Fogg up carefully now. After hearing Mr. Fogg's words, looks of admiration appeared on the faces of the soldiers standing around. This gentleman is so brave. That's right. It's admirable. Sir, please wait. The captain called out to Mr. Fogg and the latter stopped in his tracks and turned around. The captain was moved by Mr. Fogg's courage. He shouted to his soldiers, I need 30 volunteers. I'm willing to go with this gentleman to rescue the hostages. And me, and me. The soldiers of the whole military camp fell over each other to step forward. The captain picked 30 men and handed them over to Mr. Fogg. Thank you, captain. Time was pressing. Mr. Fogg nodded at the captain and set off with the soldiers. It became dark very quickly. Mr. Fogg and the soldiers had just set out when it began to snow heavily. The fierce wind twirled the snowflakes and beat down on their faces. The soldiers couldn't even open their eyes. One soldier said to Mr. Fogg, Sir, the snow is too heavy now. Let's wait until it becomes lighter to go on. Mr. Fogg didn't seem disturbed by the heavy snow at all. His eyes did not even blink. We can wait, but Passepartout and the other captured passengers cannot. The group braved the storm and journeyed on, following the footsteps the Indians had left in the snow. At daybreak the next day, the group was completely exhausted, but they still hadn't caught up with the Indians. Sir, look! Suddenly... A soldier pointed ahead of them and cried out excitedly. They saw that hundreds of meters ahead, there was a dense forest. The Indians who robbed the train had set up a few tents beside the trees. Apparently, they had spent the night there. Found them at last! Come on, let's show the Indians our strength! The soldiers, though exhausted, suddenly felt energized. They took out their guns and were about to charge forward. Wait. There are around a hundred Indians. 
We're at a disadvantage in terms of numbers. Acting rashly won't do us any good. Then... then what should we do? Mr. Fogg began to think seriously. He looked into the distance and saw a herd of buffaloes near the forest. After a night's rest, these buffaloes now ran energetically and wildly in the open field. Buffaloes? Mr. Fogg frowned and whispered. He stopped staring into the distance, and he noticed black lumps scattered beside his feet. He looked at them carefully, and his eyes lit up. I've got an idea. What are the black lumps? Will Mr. Fogg and the soldiers be able to rescue Passepartout and the other two passengers? Stay tuned for the next episode.